Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 141 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast. And as many of you are aware, last week was indeed Disney Plus Day or two weeks ago now when you're listening to this episode. So Tash and I are going to be talking about all of the awesome things that have just landed on Disney Plus and also some of the amazing announcements that the Walt Disney Company have teased as well. And stay tuned for the end of today's episode when we present a dummy's guide to Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm very, very excited for this. But before we head into all of that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So first of all, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of Walt Disney World news. And unfortunately, the Walt Disney Company are being sued over the Rise of the Resistance technology. So Rise of the Resistance is, of course, the brand new attraction in Galaxy's Edge. So this is in Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. And a another company are saying that the technology and the idea was copied and stolen. So more to come on this, I'm sure. Something very funny has happened this week with regards to kite tails at Animal Kingdom. So we've spoken about kite tails a lot on the podcast in the past. This is, of course, the show over the lagoon in Animal Kingdom in which kites unfortunately have been crashing into the crowd and Disney have really seized upon the popularity of these kites crash landing which has made its way all over the internet and they're saying that they're now making it a part of the show so you know you know Disney there's always a marketing opportunity so they say that on the poster now and and sort of in the the description on the website it says when each kite makes a crash landing an accompanying sound will be played to highlight the moment and perhaps reassure onlookers that the crash is intended I don't think that's the snippet actually that's on their website but it does say on the website now like expect to see crash landings and so yeah that I just found that quite funny and then final bit of Walt Disney World news for you all this week this year's Disney designer ears have been released obviously we're expecting something extra special it is the 50th anniversary and Vera Wang obviously very famous fashion designer most famous for her bridal couture she has released a gorgeous pair of mini ears that come with a detachable veil obviously they are hundreds and hundreds of dollars but if you would like to get your hands on them they were made available today love that so much and heading over for some disney cruise news this week as well so starting from next year 2022 all guests aged five and over will require a covid vaccine prior to boarding which i think there's going to be a lot of upset amongst about this amongst parents so it'll be interesting to see some of the feedback that we get from the disney community on this definitely like i don't even think in the uk right now it's possible to get a vaccine if you're like six but i could be mistaken i don't have children so i'm not sure so moving into some disneyland paris news for you this week very exciting if you've got a disneyland paris trip booked for the beginning of 2022 dining reservations are now available to make for trips up until the end of march so if you are planning on going this winter beginning of 2022 definitely get your dining reservations booked because you know what it's like when you're trying to book a reservation for any disney park Absolutely. And Hong Kong has some news for us today as well. After Shanghai a couple of weeks ago closed the whole park, or not closed, but didn't let anyone leave because they had a suspected COVID case, 
Hong Kong has now followed suit. They had a suspected COVID case the other day, and that saw the park closing for a whole day, which just shows how seriously that part of the world is still taking COVID. Absolutely. And final bit of news for you all this week. We kind of teased it in today's intro, but the Spider-Man No Way Home full theatrical trailer has been released. And this is not just a major moment for the MCU, but this is a major moment for Spider-Man fans all over the world. I personally got into Spider-Man way before any of the other Marvel superheroes. And I suspected that Tash didn't quite realize or grasp the magnetism of this. So we will be dedicating the end of the episode today to dedicating her, dedicating her, convincing her, dedicating it to convincing her. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's early this morning, (laughs) but we will be brainwashing Tash and trying to get her on board. And that is pretty much everything that's been happening this week. We're now heading into the main part of today's episode, talking all about Disney Plus Day. So Disney Plus Day, it was obviously the day that the world celebrated the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus. And it happened a couple of weeks ago on November the 12th. And Disney seemed to make a huge deal of this. I don't even remember them celebrating the first anniversary at all. So for some reason, with the second one, they thought, hey, let's go all out. Let's name November the 12th from now on Disney Plus Day. So I'm hopeful that in future years to come, every day on this day, November the 12th, we're going to get new releases and a lot of exciting announcements. So it's nice to know that we've hopefully got that coming from Disney Plus year on year. Yeah, I have a theory. So November 12th, I remember it really well because I just started at Bramwatch and we had a big event in London that day. And that was the day that it launched in the States and in Canada and Australia. And we didn't get it till March, I think, 2020. It was just before we went into lockdown. So I think the reason they didn't make a big deal out of it then is because we'd only had it for like eight months or something so we would have been like one year anniversary do you know what I mean so now that it's released in most parts of the world I think that yeah you're absolutely right and they're gonna market the hell out of November 12th oh yeah no I'm excited to see how big this gets every single year and it wasn't just on Disney Plus as well they were celebrating it in the parks and in various cities around the world which we'll talk about that a little bit later on in today's episode but with Disney Plus Day we did have a string of new releases so we're going to start by talking about some of them I think the biggest one that most people are talking about most people were excited for was Olaf Presents so just to get this out of the way quickly We're not going to be talking about Olaf Presents today because in a couple of weeks' time, as you know, if you're a regular listener, Mercedes and I are going to see Frozen in the West End and we will be bringing you a whole Frozen episode. So we're going to save our little chat about Olaf Presents until then. But I will say if you haven't checked it out already, do take 10 minutes out of your day to watch it. It it, You will not regret it. Yeah, and we've warned you now, we're going to be doing a full full review of spoilers and everything. So you've got a couple of weeks to go and watch them. They're a couple of minutes each. I didn't intend on watching them all together, but you know what it's like when you're on a streaming service, it just plays the next episode and they're so short that I did just binge them all. And you can do that. It's half an hour of your life that you will totally not regret. So do that. It should be two episodes time, I think, if my calculations are correct. So you've got a couple of weeks. Yes, you have. So... Mercedes, is there anything in the new releases that you actually managed to watch on Disney Plus Day? I know that you've had some problems with your TV recently. 
I have, yeah. My TV broke, uh, which if you know me well, you know is uh, quite devastating. Um, we will be buying a new TV in the Black Friday sale. Um, so yeah, I watched a couple of bits, but obviously I the, the things that I was really looking forward to watching that have been released are the free versions of some of the Disney movies that have come out this year. So Chang-Chi and the 12 ring, 10 rings. Oh my God, I've really butchered that. Um, and The Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt. And I have haven't watched them yet because I want to wait till I've got my nice 60 inch TV set up in my cinema room. I'm not going to waste it on my like small little laptop. So I haven't watched those. I did watch Olaf Presents as we've discussed. And I also watched The Simpsons short, which I loved. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I cannot believe that Disney signed this off. Like, I know they're one company now, but it was crazy. I don't know if anyone's watched it, so I'll try and keep it as spoiler-free as possible. All I knew going into it was that Homer swaps his drinking partner from Barney to Goofy. But I thought that that was it. Oh, my God. There are so many Disney cameos in this, and it's not just like... The ones you would expect there's Miguel from Coco and Cobra Bubbles from Lilo and Stitch like the randomest characters from Star Wars Marvel like you've got Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange in it it is spectacular you don't get to see the main mouse himself and I have a theory that maybe that was Disney's kind of like okay you can do this but like we don't see Mickey and we don't see Minnie which I found quite interesting but yeah, we get Goofy, we get Donald. Like, I can't believe they signed off on this. Yeah, I am not a fan of The Simpsons at all. Like, I don't think I've ever watched a whole entire episode of The Simpsons. But this I definitely do want to watch. I've only seen a clip, which I think it was on Instagram. They posted it. And it was, um, I think it was Homer talking to two of the dwarves. And then you just get like a wide shot and you just see like the back of Elsa's head and Cobra Bubbles just sitting at a random table, which I absolutely love because I was the same as you. I thought like, oh, maybe we'll have like a couple of little cameos and that will be it. I didn't realize it was going to be a full on Disney episode with like a whole array of characters. So yeah, love that they've done that. Yeah. Also on the Simpsons thing, you must have watched an episode because we had a science teacher that used to make us watch it. So you've definitely watched one episode. I wasn't that into the Simpsons. And then weirdly, it was the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios that got me really into it. And then I watched the Simpsons movie. And I definitely, that was like my gateway. Um, And I, I haven't watched all of the Simpsons. It's not something I would watch out of choice, but I'm definitely like on board with that fandom. And I'm really enjoying these crossovers. We had the Star Wars one, we had the Loki one, and now we have this awesome, goofy drinking buddy short for Disney Plus Day. So yeah, I'm loving it. Very, very exciting. One thing that I was really excited about that was released on Disney Plus Day that I didn't actually realise was coming was the second series of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think I've always been a fan of his, but I just love what they did with him with the series with the first season where he just explores random topics and random items, but in the most interesting way. So I'm really, really happy that they brought that back for season two. And some of the things that he explores dogs very excited to watch this one haven't seen it yet dance there's one for you mercedes magic fireworks monsters the list is endless so yeah i think this is again a very very popular series i think people really tune into jeff goldblum so yes this was a very pleasant surprise for me definitely and the other thing that 
everyone is talking about. Like, this is without a doubt the show that everyone is talking about. And it's another one that I haven't started yet because I want to save it for when my TV comes back and I can have the full experience. But Dope Sick, oh my God, everyone is talking about Dope Sick. It doesn't matter if they're a Disney fan or not. Like, obviously it's got a lot of competition. Tiger King season two has just launched on Netflix. We've just had Squid Game. Like there's a lot of really high profile television shows that are going around and Disney are definitely, you know, they had the Mandalorian and now they're going hard with, with dope sick. So they're definitely trying to get a bit of that Netflix action. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's interesting as well to see how the two are competing. And I think, I think we've spoken about it this year that Disney plus is predicted to outdo Netflix by, I can't remember what year it is, but I really think with Netflix, they are good every now and again. They probably have like two big releases a year that go down really well. But apart from that, I think the rest of the time, the content there is just completely lacking. But hey, we're not talking about Netflix today. We are talking about Disney+. Plus. Um, a couple of other things that were released. Ciao Alberto, a new miniseries, obviously featuring Alberto. It's just one short. Oh, is it one short? I, thought it was I think so. I think it's just one short. Well, I've watched one short. But maybe there's more coming. We'll see. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> so Ciao Alberto, is it a series? Is it a short? Not sure. <laughs> it. I'm not a big fan of Luca. Um, I probably will watch this one because, you know, they are easy to just chuck on. And I like to see if it's going to be better than the actual film because I really didn't take well to the film. Um, but that's another one that a lot of people have been talking about. I liked Luca. I, I thought Luca was good and I, I liked Ciao Alberto. I, I liked seeing, because we get a nice kind of ending for Luca, but Alberto's still just left in the village with the dad. So I, yeah, I liked seeing their relationship evolve. Yeah, I do quite like when Disney do stuff like that, when they focus in a bit more on kind of more of, I mean, I know he is a main character, central character, but a secondary character and kind of gives yeah. a little bit of their continuing story. I agree. Um, another thing that people have been talking about, not in necessarily a positive way, is Home Sweet Home Alone, which is essentially a, a British, is it a British remake or a British family in America? I don't even know. A remake of Home Alone, which obviously is one of the most iconic Christmas films of all time. One of the most iconic films of all time, I would probably even say. And when they released this trailer, a lot of people were like baffled as to what the point of this remake is. Who is it for? Why do we need it? It just seems like a very, very random thing. This is one that I will not be watching. I'm definitely going to watch it just because it'll be funny, I think. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, why do we welcome, you know, we had the um, live action Beauty and the Beast, what, like 2017 or something like that. And that movie came out in 1991. So it's only like 26 years old at that point, but we welcome that. Why do we not welcome this? Like, I guess because, you know, it's, well, I guess Scream is maybe a good um one actually to kind of liken it to so we got scream four i can't remember when like 2011 or something the scream movies are very 90s and yes it had the original characters in it but essentially it was just a remake of the original it was the same plot like whatever just for a contemporary audience and i kind of feel like this as well with the home alone movie the home sweet home alone but that's a bigger gap like home alone came out in the early 90s i believe and we're now in like 2021 so 
surely that means enough time has passed. It's weird that people are on the defense of this one. Yeah, it is. I think it's just because it's so iconic and it still feels, it doesn't feel like it's that old, but I, I don't know. You do Probably really- because we only watch it at Christmas. So it's longevity, like the Grinch, right? If the Grinch came out in, I don't know, 2003, I watch it once a year at Christmas. That means the maximum amount of times that I could have watched it are like quite a lot actually but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no I, I hear you completely um and then we had a couple of short releases for Disney Plus Day so we had a Pixar 2021 Disney Plus Day special so I was really excited when I saw this and then went to watch it and realized it was only about five minutes long um but it's basically a tour of Pixar Animation Studios given by Pete Doctor and him just talking a little bit about some of the upcoming Pixar projects that are going on so things like Turning Red, um, which they have actually released a new trailer for. So if you haven't checked that out, do have a look. Um, Win or Lose as well, which they gave a first look at, which is going to be a new series coming to Disney+. Plus. I believe next year, it might be 2023, I can't remember. But this is obviously exciting because this is a brand new Pixar series that we're getting. So that's the first time we've had something like that that's not a spin-off of a movie. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just... Pixar's weird right like I feel like Pixar's kind of gone back to its roots a little bit so when they made like Toy Story, Bugs Life, Finding Nemo it's very much a team of creatives saying you know I want to make a movie about bugs or I want to make a movie about toys or whatever and it was quite conceptual and I certainly feel like maybe since I don't know Onward, Onward, Soul, Luca, Turning Red, They definitely feel like a new era of Pixar movies. I feel like they've gone in a totally different direction. So I'm really keen to see what the company continue to do. Yeah, me too. But then I watched the trailer for Turning Red and I'm not convinced. I haven't watched it yet. So maybe we should do a live trailer reaction next week. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So yeah, again, listeners, if you haven't already watched it, then do watch it. And then there was also Under the Helmet, which was the legacy of Boba Fett. Boba Fett, however you say his name, you know, I'm not a Star Wars fan. (laughs) Um, Which was, again, a similar sort of thing, a Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day special. Um, I can't say I've watched this or know anything more about it. Mercedes, I don't know if you managed to check this one out. I haven't yet. I will, obviously, as I say, I've been a bit behind this, this past week without the television, but I definitely will. And from one bobber, as you like to call him, to another, the D23 podcast, which I listen to, I don't know how many people listen to it. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you clearly like, you know, a bit of realism and a bit of fact and a bit of truthfulness when it comes to the Walt Disney Company and the D23 podcast is obviously an official Disney podcast so there's quite a lot of of optimism and positivity there that you might not find on chat Disney always and they actually had Bob Iger on not Bob Iger I'd be really excited Bob Chapek (laughs) on the podcast this week but you know what I actually felt sorry for him because they were talking a little bit about what he's done for the company and like there's quite a lot of good stuff Obviously, it's propaganda. I know, I know, I know. But then they did a really good section where they were like, should we talk about some of the things that aren't in your control? And he was like, sure. I have no control over restaurants, foods and things in the parks. I don't control merchandise. Like, 
and it, there were so many things that we as Disney fans go on Twitter and say, mini ears have gone up by $30. This is disgusting. I hate you, Bob Chapek. And it's like, it's a bit like the thanks, Obama. There's so much that has nothing to do with him. And I actually felt quite guilty. He was like, basically think of it like this. I'm looking five, 10 years ahead. So things like the new galactic star cruiser yeah that was me i want to find a new way of like doing hotels at disney parks like i think that theming a hotel is quite old-fashioned and i want to look to the future like that was me but then he's like daily decisions in the parks he's like i can't have my head this is a direct quote he was like i can't have my head caught up in the grand floridian because that's in the past and if i think about things in the past we won't keep moving forward the walt disney quote and so i actually felt quite bad and um i think also like tash you might feel quite bad when you listen to it as well because his favorite walt disney animated classic is the little mermaid and he said that he thinks the greatest disney attraction of all time is pirates of the caribbean in shanghai so i feel like you've got quite a lot in common (laughs) the last person i would have ever expected to have anything in common with apart from a a love of disney um yeah i haven't checked this out yet i'm definitely going to give this a listen um i mean i still think you know he is the ceo so people are always going to hold him accountable and responsible for whatever decisions go on in the Disney parks, aren't they? But it will definitely be interesting to hear things from his perspective, I guess. Yeah. And I think also, like, again, just to defend Bob Chapek a tiny bit, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but you have to remember he is a CEO in a pandemic, right? Like, I know that the Walt Disney Company are probably one of the most profitable companies in the world. I get that. I get that completely. But... Being a leader in a time of crisis is not an easy thing to do. We haven't seen what Bob Chapek leadership looks like outside of the pandemic. And we also have to remember that decisions like Disney Genie, that's Josh DeMario, that's not Bob Chapek. And I think because he's quite handsome, Josh DeMario, not Bob Chapek. <laughs> I think that he gets away with quite a lot. So... We have to just, yeah, I, I'm i very much a Bob Iger stan, always will be. But it was nice to hear his side of the story. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it and I'll, I'll give it a listen. We could do a whole episode about this, I'm sure. But going back to, to Disney Plus, so it wasn't just new releases that we got. Oh, no, we did get some first looks at some of the new things that Disney have, run out, have announced in the past. So... One I'm most excited about was the new concept art for the new Tiana series. So we had our first look at that. It is going to be a long form musical series. It's not coming until 2023. So we do have a little while to wait for this. And the image that we saw was Tiana in a lovely traditional 1920s get up, which I love. And it looks like she's on a boat. And I think the caption for it or the synopsis is that she has new adventures in Maldonia or Maldonia is not far behind her. Um, So yeah, no idea at the moment if Naveen is going to feature heavily in it. I imagine that he probably will, but I am very, very excited about this one and I cannot wait until 2023. Yeah, love that it's a musical. And I think the announcement that I'm absolutely the most excited about, so D20 
not D23. I've still got my head stuck in D23 land, sorry. D plus, Disney plus, that's the name. Disney plus day. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. I think I was trying to say D day, which would be really inappropriate. So Disney plus day also saw with it Enchanted coming to Disney Plus. So you might be thinking, that's not that exciting, Mercedes. It's an old film. For me, it's very exciting because it's one of my favorites. So I'm really pleased that it's on the streaming platform and accessible for me to watch now. But more exciting than that, we finally got confirmation that Disenchanted is coming and it is a thing. So this was announced two years ago with the launch of Disney Plus, but hey, so was the Lizzie McGuire series. And we know that that's been axed. So to actually have confirmation that things like Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted are happening, I'm so excited. Yes, me too. This is another one that I'm very, very excited about. One that I wasn't aware of, I don't know if Disney Plus had announced it, announced it before, but it was the new series of The Proud Family. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, and a trailer was released for this. And you don't have too long to wait for this. This one is coming in February 2022. So I think this is going to be a really, really good one. The Proud Family was always quite popular on the Disney Channel. Um, I don't know if the old episodes are on Disney Plus. It's, it's not something that I've checked out myself, but it will definitely be refreshing to have that family back on our screens again. Also coming early next year, we have Sneakerella, which is a new adaptation of Cinderella. There is a trailer for it, and I have to say it looks leagues above that amazon cinderella that they released recently i didn't watch that mercedes i know you did um, it, was yeah, it, it was met with very very negative reviews and another thing that i'm very very excited for because i love this character so so much and it's coming next summer is the baymax series so there is a trailer for this again if you haven't looked at it and you are a big hero six fan or you even if you just like baymax definitely check this trailer out it looks very very good it looks movie quality it doesn't look like a series it looks like it's a new big hero six film and it again it just highlights all of baymax's hilarious qualities it looks like there's going to be some real comedy moments in it so this i cannot wait for isn't it funny how like Disney Plus is the new Disney Channel? Let's face it. Like it's so much more than that, but it's what Disney have upgraded Disney Channel to. And if Disney Channel was doing a Big Hero 6 spin-off on Disney XD, which I think they actually might have done, or they did some kind of comic book series, I'd be like, oh, I'm not watching that. But as soon as it's on Disney Plus, it's like, oh, it's really weird, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. And again, Disney Plus is such a great platform to have these series and although I don't and I know they are going to be moving away from it and then although I don't agree with releasing things straight to Disney plus and not the cinema or releasing things with premier access and having to pay 20 pounds 20 dollars however much money for them I do think that it's great in terms of what it lets them do with spin-off series and things like that and again talking about Pixar They've got a few coming. So we already spoke about Win or Lose. That is not coming until 2023, but it will be their first original series. And then another one, not too fussed about this one, we've got Cars on the Road, which is obviously a series of the movie Cars. And that is also coming next year. And Owen Wilson will be returning for his role as Lightning McQueen in that one. Ka-chow. It's interesting because I disagree. I, like Eternals, I still haven't seen it because I'm like, oh. It's got really bad reviews. I can't be bothered to go to the cinema. But if it was Premier Access, I think I would pay for it. So it's like, for me, 
it's not a money thing. It's like, uh, I can't be bothered to physically remove myself from the comfort of my home to watch a film that's got negative reviews, but I'm super curious. So I think that if it was there, it would tempt me and I'll be like, screw it. Let's just watch it. See what it's all about. That's what I did with Raya and the last dragon. Actually, I don't think that was at the cinema, but it was a similar thing. I was like, Oh, I'm not bothered, but because it was there, I was like, I'll go on then. Like I, I, I quite like having the premiere access. Yeah, I think for me, it's again, it's that whole thing about going to the cinema for the experience. And I don't want to watch my Disney movies at home on Disney Plus. I want the experience of it. And then let's talk about some of the celebrations that went on around the world because there were quite a lot. So we mentioned in the news just before Disney Plus Day or just after Disney Plus Day that some giant inflatables had been popping up around the world. So these included a giant pop-up of Olaf. We had the National Geographic sign. We had Maggie from The Simpsons. We had the Marvel star on a circle. I want to say it's like Captain America's shield or something. Yeah, well done, the Marvel um, star. We had the Luxo ball and what I also think is Mando's helmet from The Mandalorian. Um, Boba Fett, no? Boba Fett, yeah. They look the same. Um, and these appeared in cities all around the world. So we already spoke about them appearing by the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Rio de Janeiro was another place that got them. Copenhagen, New York City, LA, and a few other cities in America. I'm gutted we didn't have any in London. Yeah, you, I don't know why, but the way you just said that, it reminded me of Eurovision. Like calling Copenhagen, Rio de Janeiro. I know that's not in Europe, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, super exciting. I'm also shocked we didn't have them in London, but... There we are. Yeah. And then in the parks, there was quite a lot going on at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. So both parks had some extra magic hours. If you were a Disney Plus subscriber, you could get into the park 30 minutes earlier. Both had blue carpets and professional photography and lighting laid out. So when you first enter the park, you can get some nice photos. And guests were being given a special Disney Plus button and lovely blue baseball caps as well. So some nice souvenirs to, to mark the day. And then in the Magic Kingdom, they also had three new photo pass locations for Disney Plus subscribers. So to be honest, I can't imagine anyone really going to a Disney park and not being a Disney Plus subscriber. So I, I imagine most people benefited from this. Yeah, I guess the only way would be like if you had like a big family account maybe like and I don't know let's say you're, you'd moved out from your parents and they had a subscription maybe you'd need to be like I don't know how you'd prove it but yeah that, that's another issue as well like how do you prove it yeah that, that's true Meanwhile, but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean clearly they've done some kind of you know consumer insight where they've realized that Disney plus is however profitable like the fact that they're clearly driving people to subscribe to Disney plus in parks so that they get these extra benefits because there will be people who are like oh I don't have that oh look it's only $3.99 for the first month let's just sign up for a month and then you know they'll get hooked like Disney have obviously run their numbers and realized that like people that are Disney plus subscribers are obviously more likely to spend money or whatever it is it's obviously like a very valuable asset for them. Yeah, definitely. And then the colour blue, I've already mentioned the colour blue, the carpet that was rolled out in both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. And we also had some iconic Disney landmarks lit up in the colour blue. So some of the castles around the world. So we had 
Um, the Walt Disney World Castle, Disneyland and Tokyo, their castles all were lit up blue. Spaceship Earth in Epcot also had a nice blue glow. And the Hollywood Tower Hotel at Disneyland Paris also was highlighted in blue as well. So they're really going with the colour blue for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they've really, like, this is extra for a second anniversary. Like, this is a global event. Like, this is a lot. I mean, a lot of people were saying, hey, it seems like they're doing more for Disney Plus Day than they are for Disney's Walt, Disney's Walt, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. So, uh, yeah, make of that what you will. I'm sure we will be able to see if that is the case next year when Mercedes has been for the 50th anniversary. And the last thing I just want to mention as well, something that went viral on Disney Plus Day was a certain movie that we know is coming now, Autumn 2022, Hocus Pocus 2. A lot of us have been waiting a very long time for this movie. And they did release a new photo of the main cast. So obviously this includes Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi, Kathy Najimi, I think that's how you say her name. Um, all in their character roles and costume. And this was being tweeted, shared on Instagram, shared wherever by tons and tons of people. So I think there's a lot of excitement about this. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Like I was listening back to an old Halloween episode. I think it was the first one we ever did. And Tash was like, oh, I'm not that bothered about Hocus Pocus. Like I need to get into it. Like I didn't really watch it as a kid. And I was like fangirling over it so much. And I think a lot of people over the last years, a couple of years, especially since Disney Plus has become available to us and it's got all these old Disney Channel original movies on it. A lot of people are finally realizing, yourself included, that like it's just it's so good. And I think when you've got that nostalgic element and this is something that Bob Chapek talks about as well, because he's like, oh, yeah. Um, and I know I need to Google this. Apparently, a couple of years ago, his family dressed up as the Sanderson sisters for Halloween, and he was Billy, the like zombie. Um, so yeah, I need to find a picture of that. Amazing. I would love to see that as well. If you find it, do it. Uh, I will, I will. So yeah, I mean, is that pretty much everything? It, yeah, it is in terms of Disney Plus Day. Mercedes, I have put together a few questions for you just about Disney Plus. Um, they are Ooh. quite easy, so hopefully you will, pl- uh, you will pass with flying colours. Um, so question number one, what Golden Globe Award was The Mandalorian nominated for this year? Oh, that's hard. Um, like, it's going to be either like best overall series or if it's like a specific category, probably like special effects. What are you going for? Which one? A special effects. You were right with the first one. It was the best drama oh. origin series. So oh, yeah, annoying. Almost. Um, now question number two, which show had the most watched premiere during its opening week? It's got to be The Mandalorian. It was actually Loki. Really? Oh yeah, I forget that we've had One Division and Loki. Yeah, I forget. Like oh, all these amazing no. series. I oh, know. Uh, question number three: An estimated two point seven million users tuned in to watch what in July twenty twenty? July twenty twenty. Oh, Hamilton. Yes. Yay! <laughs> oh, correct uh, there. Um, question number four, Peter Jackson. This is another thing that was announced on Disney Plus Day. Peter Jackson has directed a three-part documentary series which will debut on Disney Plus this coming week about which band? 
band. Isn't Peter Jackson like the director of Avatar and like the Titanic? Is that something else? Cameron. Peter Jackson oh. does Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, James Cameron. God, I can't believe... I can visualise James Cameron and everything. Like, I know what he looks like. I, that was just a sip of the mind before anyone comes for me. Band. Um, the Beatles? Yes, correct. Oh, that was just a guess. Well done. And last year, Disney announced that they were bringing racial stereotypes content warning before certain films. Name three movies that now feature this content warning. Dumbo, Lady and the Tramp, and Peter Pan. Yes, correct. Nice. So that concludes the main part of our episode today. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Do get in touch as always and let us know what you thought of Disney Plus Day, if there's anything that we haven't mentioned today. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Chat Disney. Or you can send us a tweet. Our Twitter is at Chat Disney UK. We are now going to move into the final part of our episode, A Dummy's Guide. So, for those of you who have never witnessed a Demi's a Demi's Guide, I've never witnessed a Demi's a demigod guide. guide. A Demi-God, yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. A dummies, guys. Sorry, you're not a demigod, Tash. You're a dummy for the purposes of the next, like, 10, 15 minutes. So this is essentially a segment that I really enjoy where Tash or or me, whoever's being the dummy for the guide, explains something that they know absolutely nothing about. And then the other one attempts to educate and correct and inform them and, most importantly, get their buy-in about this thing and, and try and convince them that it's worth their time. So... This week, or last week, when you're listening to this episode, the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the third installment of the MCU Spider-Man series, the trailer finally came out. So we had the sneak peek trailer prior to this, but this is the big theatrical cinematic release. And if you, like me, are a slave to your phone and constantly on social media and TikTok and goodness knows what else, you have not been able to avoid this trailer. It is everywhere and the conspiracy theorists are at large. So I'm going to ask Tash for today's Dummies Guide installment to explain why this trailer is getting so much more traction than all of the other MCU movies, like more than Endgame, more than Infinity War. What is so big about this film? So I think that <laughs> this is this is my understanding of it, and I have not watched this trailer. I don't know anything about Spider-Man, as, as you all know. Um, so my gut feeling is that people love Tom Holland, and he is reprising his role as Spider-Man, and that's why it's getting a lot of interest because people really like him I also think it's a very big deal because he Spider-Man used to be Sony and it's the first time it's coming over to Disney um so that's a massive deal and I think that as well Spider-Man was in the Avengers but not heavily and Spider-Man was killed off and so now this new series is not him coming back to life, but people are very happy to see Spider-Man again. <laughs> um, I wish that was it. And you'd be like, well, that's not very good. No, it's so much more than that. I mean, all of those things are kind of true. 
Spider-Man did not die in the Avengers and he's in it quite a lot. So that's not true. He's one of the 50% of the population like disappear, don't they? And then they come back. Like he didn't die. Someone really big did die at the end of the Avengers Endgame movie. Do you know? Big, big, big spoiler. Do you know who it is? Iron Man. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Iron Man's dead. Like, Dead as a dodo, he's not in it anymore. Um, Spider-Man, no, no. He, he's still very much a thing. Yeah, everyone loves Tom Holland. That's like part of it. And we knew that these Spider-Man movies were going to be a trilogy. So it's like the final one. Zendaya's obviously MJ and they're a couple in real life. So there's a lot of excitement around that. But this is not the reason. This is not good enough. Like the Avengers is way more exciting than this. You've got like the whole cast of, of all the all the MCU movies. No, this is, this is so much more. So... Do you remember a while ago we did a bit of a dummy's guide to Loki? Yes. And you said, oh, and then Loki turns himself and shapeshifts into a crocodile. And I was like, I wish that was true, but no. Do you remember my explanation for the crocodile? Yes, vaguely. So they're in the MCU, these characters can have different forms. Kind of, yeah. There's there's a there's a world that gets opened. Can you remember? Oh that? yeah, um, I can't remember what the name of the world is, but Loki opens the world. Yeah, so it's it's called the multiverse. So the concept, the multiverse, is not a Marvel thing. Like this is just a scientific idea that is explored a little bit in. Um, Actually, Stranger Things is slightly different, but a little bit in like Back to the Future. It's this idea that there's loads of like parallel. It's not really in Back to the Future either, but you know what I mean? Like there's all these different timelines where different things are happening. So there is a multiverse where we are enemies. There's a multiverse where you and Benji never met. There's a multiverse where I'm, uh, I was going to say a stripper. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know there's a multiverse where I have many professions so there's all these different versions of ourselves and it's it's kind of like the whole butterfly effect thing and so there is an alternate reality where Loki is a crocodile for whatever reason I don't know why that was added but there we are so at the end of Loki the multiverse is opened. Everyone thought it was going to be in WandaVision and that it would be Wanda that opened it, but it wasn't. It was actually Loki, the two Lokis kind of working together, the female Loki and the male Loki. So we've seen this idea of multiverse as a thing. So the trailer starts with Dr. Stephen Strange, who is Benedict Cumberbatch, and he is casting a spell. And basically at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, I believe, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I was going to say the Avengers. Tom Holland's character, his Spider-Man, reveals that he, Peter Parker, is Spider-Man. So he goes to Doctor Strange and he's like, yo, man, you know, we saved the world together in the Avengers Endgame. You know, can you do me a favor? And he's like, what is it? Because Doctor Strange is obviously like magic. And he's like, ever since everyone found out that I was Spider-Man, like my life's been shit. I want to go back to like when no one knew who I was. So Doctor Strange is like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do a spell. It's a very basic plot. So he starts making this spell and then he's like, right, no one's going to know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And he's like, well, hang on a second. Actually, MJ already knew, like, I don't want her to forget. And like, my aunt should probably know and like all these things. And then he like, bursts his bubble literally and the spell like breaks and dr strange is like what are you doing and like chaos ensues 
And essentially, he opens all these alternate realities, all these other multiverses. And this is why this is very exciting. So this movie is not just a Disney movie. This is a Sony movie too, because we get to see Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin from the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. He comes into New York, into Tom Holland's reality as a villain. We get to see Dr. Otto Octopus from the second movie in that series as well. I love that guy. I've forgotten his bloody name. It's Anthony something or Antonio something. He's the like priest in the Da Vinci Code. Do you know the guy? Melina, something Melina? I don't know who you mean. Oh, never mind. He's a really famous actor. And we see in the trailer, he goes over to Tobey Maguire. He's got him like his throat against a wall. And then he's like, wait, you're not Peter Parker. Because his Peter Parker is Tobey Maguire. And so we're seeing all these villains come. We see Jamie Foxx's character from the Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man. All these villains are coming. And Disney at the moment are like, no, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not in this movie. And the fans are like, you're lying to us. So the reason that this trailer has gone like really, really viral is there's a moment, and I'm going to show you the trailer after we finish recording so you can see this moment, where there are three villains. There's a new villain, there's one from The Amazing Spider-Man, and then there's one from the Tobey Maguire, like the Green Goblin or whoever. And they're all flying towards Tom Holland. And it's like a slow motion kind of attack scene. But the one in the middle is like going for Tom Holland. But the two either side are not looking even at Tom Holland. So fans are like, they've obviously edited Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield out of that scene. And this would not be the first time that we've seen Marvel do this. There was a trailer of Thor where Thor had lost his eye. So before he gets the fake eye, he just had a hole basically. But in the trailer, they didn't want everyone to know that he'd lost his eye. So in the trailer, they photoshopped it, edited it so that it looked like he had normal eye. So this is something that Marvel do. We've seen them edit things in trailers before to not give the plot away. So fans already suspected this. And then, you know what these people are like. If you've watched any kind of Netflix true crime series, you know that people on the internet mean business. A random YouTube account posted the Brazil version of the trailer. And in the Brazil version of the trailer, in the scene where the three villains are flying towards Tom Holland, one of them is this like lizard person from The Amazing Spider-Man. I think he's played by Reese Fans, you know, Spike from Notting Hill. (laughs) anyway he's like flying and all of a sudden out of nowhere his neck like moves backwards but nothing has touched him so everyone's like there's your proof Andrew Garfield kicks him or something and he's been edited out so there's a fantastic TikTok that's gone viral and it's that moment in The Incredibles you know when Dash is being accused by the teacher on the video and he's like he moves right there and they're all looking and they're like you're crazy. And he's like, there, there, it's him. So fans have like edited together this lizard's neck and everyone's like, he moves, he moves there, there. Like it's definitely been edited out. And then there's a really good clip as well. We all know that Tom Holland is terrible at secrets where he's watching the trailer for the first time. And at that moment where the three villains are like flying towards him, he's like, wait, where's, oh, yay. 
and it's so weird. And everyone's like, he's obviously like, where are Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield? And there's also a video of Andrew Garfield being asked if he's in it. And obviously he and Toby Maguire just keep being like, no, no, leave me alone. But there's one interview where they're like, so you say you're not in it, but blah, 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 blah. And he's like, ha, you're good at your job, but I'm better at mine. And then explains why he's not in it. But it's like, what do you mean I'm better at mine? Like, surely you don't have a job if you're not in it. Like, so people are like calling up on that. Um, And then final, final thing, there's literally photos that have been leaked of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland in Spider-Man suits with a blue screen. And loads of people are saying they're fan-made and fake, but the scaffolding looks exactly like the scaffolding in the trailer. So that took a long time. I apologize. The reason in a nutshell that this is a big deal is that we are getting those three universes, the two Sony Spider-Mans of our youth and the Tom Holland Spider-Man together. This isn't just huge for the MCU. This is huge for all Spider-Man fans. I loved those Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. When I was growing up, I was obsessed with them and I wasn't really even into superheroes. This was long before Disney acquired Marvel. I've just always really liked Spider-Man. So yeah, like, do you feel the excitement? I do. Yeah, I am intrigued. When is this coming out? That's a great question. And one that I don't have the answer to. I think it's after Christmas. I think it's like December 27th. Okay, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch the trailer. I mean, Marvel is a funny one because it's something I wish I liked it because I love this whole thing about the multiverse and the crossovers. And I'm almost gutted that I don't like it because I would love to be part of that fan base and community but, world. yeah exactly so no it's, it's just not for me but I don't know I will watch the trailer for this one I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it all comes across but that pretty much concludes today's episode Mercedes I think you did a very good explanation there so thank you we will be back next week with another episode for you same at time same place as always we will see you then Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.